0: In the newsroom, I'm Mike Arney. Here is your top story. Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel has announced a settlement agreement for the cleanup of a PFAS-contaminated site in Livingston County. It's the first such deal since the state filed suit against multiple manufacturers in 2020. The owners of Asahi Kisei Plastics North America have agreed to cover the complete remediation of the company's former facility near Brighton. For Asahi to step forward and to own up to what they did and to take responsibility and to say, you know, we want to be partners working with the state to clean up this site, I think that is what you hope for. You know, do we expect it in every case? Likely not, but you know, it's not going to stop us from trying. And if we have to go to trial, we'll go to trial. The state has over 200 PFAS contamination sites identified and in need of cleanup. The United Way of Southwest Michigan has been awarded a federal grant, more than $900,000 for work on the Indiana-Michigan River Valley Trail. Be Healthy Burying Director Dawn Marie Smith tells us the trail already exists in the South Bend and Mishawaka area. It's being expanded to Michigan. The project aims to bring eight miles of the trail from the Indiana border into Michigan, starting in the Niles, Niles Charter Township and Berrien Springs area. She says the federal funding will be used on Phase 1 of the Michigan work near Plim Park and Niles. Retired Congressman Fred Upton helped the United Way secure the money. Smith says the trail ties in with the Michigan Be Healthy Berrien. Be Healthy Berrien is essentially focused on reducing the prevalence of obesity here in Berrien County. And we're doing that through two areas of focus. That would be improving food access and improving active living. Eventually, the goal is to connect the trail all the way to St. Joseph. A start date on the construction is not yet known. Michigan Works of Barry & Cass in Van Buren counties has secured a $2.5 million grant from the state of Michigan's Going Pro Talent Fund. It'll help 33 local employers enhance their workforce. Mark O'Reilly, Director of Business Solutions at Michigan Works, says the funding supplements the cost for more than 1,450 new workers, incumbent workers, and apprentices to upgrade their skills in high-demand industries that keep Southwest Michigan running. Employers will work with training providers like Michigan Manufacturing Technology Center, Lake Michigan College, Kalamazoo Valley Community College, and Southwestern Michigan College deliver the training resulting from the grants. People looking to apply for grant money can find more information on our website. There's plenty of new developments happening in the St. Joseph Department of Public Safety as Director Steve Neubecker gave an update to residents at a community meeting of the St. Joseph City Commission. He went over the 2022 highlights that included new drones for the department, A $40,000 grant also helped the department obtain new tasers. The new motto is equipped with a camera that automatically activates when removed from the officer's holster. It's also equipped with a warning arc, which may allow officers to achieve compliance without needing to deploy the probes. Newbecker says after the successful launch of surveillance cameras along the bluff, the department is planning additional cameras this year. This year we're going to add downtown cameras and city hall cameras, front and back city hall cameras along with cameras in our downtown. We're hoping over the next three years, to place cameras at Tiscornia and Lyons Park Beach. He noted in 2022 his department was able to station two school resource officers at St. Joseph Public Schools. They also expanded to Our Lady of the Lake and Trinity Lutheran. The program will continue thanks to $200,000 in federal funding. Local high school students are gearing up for the annual first robotics season, which means WSJM is getting ready to host the ninth season of Robotics Roundtable. It'll start Tuesday, February 28th. We caught up with Roundtable host uh, Tim Dunai, who's been involved with FIRST Robotics events since 2011. He tells us more about what to expect in the broadcast. Robotics Roundtable is really about the chance to give students the opportunity to talk about their team, what they're doing, what they're experiencing, how they've benefited, the downfalls that they've had. Just let them gain a voice to be able to share with, you know, listening audience and with me locally what they're doing. St. Joseph High School will host a competition with 40 teams from around the state on Thursday, March 9th through Saturday, March 11th. For the first broadcast, tonight, I says i will talk to some global organizers of First Robotics to find out why they are involved in the nonprofit organization. In the newsroom, I'm Michael Arney.